Good evening and welcome to Matters of Life. I'm your host, John Lucier, and I'd like to thank each and every one of you for joining us. I hope you've had a wonderful, wonderful week in the Lord. I know there was a lot to digest or meditate on from uh, the previous week's episode, and actually the last couple weeks' episodes. But uh, I pray you have, <laughs> you know, had the opportunity to do that with the Holy Spirit, and this week is going to be no different. We're going to ask ourselves the question in order to examine ourselves and go through the process of refining so we can scrape the dross off. What inspires you? But before we begin, let's just have a moment in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for you and who you are. You're our God, and we are your people, Lord. Our desire is to just that you would be pleased with us. We delight in you and in your word, Lord. We seek you and your face to know you and your ways, your thoughts, and to be conformed to the image of your Son, Jesus the Christ. We thank you, Lord, that you have also given us the gift of the Spirit of promise, your Holy Spirit. And we welcome you in this place today, Lord, and this evening. We welcome you for you to lead us and teach us, to show us your word and to examine us, Lord, reveal those things in us that need to be dealt with so we can be more like you, pleasing to your sight. We thank you, Lord. And Lord, we also bind the hand of the enemy that would seek to distract or to pluck up the seed that's being sown here and in this word that you are about to reveal. <clears throat> we bind and rebuke the enemy. We cast him out in the name of Jesus, freeing and inviting and welcoming your Holy Spirit into the atmosphere and the environment, the spirit of truth, to prepare the way that the atmosphere, the environment, or where every listener is will be full of peace, your peace, and joy set so that we can all listen and that your word will be written on the tablet of our heart forevermore. We thank you, considering it done, in the precious and almighty name of Jesus. Amen. Well, amen. All right, so as I was saying, we are going to look at what inspires you which is going to our springboard scripture, if you will, is going to start off. There's two, it's, but they're both in Ezekiel. It's the first 11 verses of chapter 13 and also the first 11 verses of chapter 14. So if you have a Bible, I'd encourage you to follow along. That's Ezekiel 13. We'll begin in verse 1. It says, Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, Prophesy against the prophets of Israel who prophesy, <clears throat> and say to those who prophesy from their own inspiration, Listen to the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God, Woe to the foolish prophets who are following their own spirit and have seen nothing. O Israel, your prophets have been like foxes among ruins. You have not gone up into the breaches, nor did you build the wall around the house of Israel to stand in the battle on the day of the Lord. 
They see falsehood and lying divination, who are saying, The Lord declares, when the Lord has not sent them, yet they hope for the fulfillment of their word. Did you not see a false vision and speak a lying divination when you said, The Lord declares? But it is not I who have spoken. Therefore, says the Lord Lord God, because you have spoken falsehood and seen a lie, therefore, behold, I am against you, declares the Lord God. So my hand will be against the prophets who see false visions and utter lying divinations. They will have no place in the council of my people, nor will they be written down in the register of the house of Israel, nor will they enter the land of Israel that you may know that I am the Lord God. It is definitely because they have misled my people, saying peace when there is no peace. And when anyone builds a wall, behold, they plaster it over with whitewash. So tell those who plaster it over with whitewash that it will fall. Actually, we'll, we'll stop there in verse 11 and also read Ezekiel 14, the first 11 verses. It says, Then some elders of Israel came to me and sat down before me. And the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, these men have set up their idols in their heart and have put right before their faces the stumbling block of their, their iniquity. Should I be consulted by them at all? Therefore speak to them and tell them, Thus says the Lord God, Any man of the house of Israel who sets up his idols in his heart puts right before his face the stumbling block of his iniquity, and then comes to the prophet. I, the Lord, will be brought, yes, I, the Lord, will be brought to give him an answer in the matter in the view of the multitude of his idols in order to lay hold of the hearts of the house of Israel, who are estranged from me through all their idols. Therefore say to the house of Israel, Thus says the Lord God, Repent and turn away from your idols, and turn your faces towards all your abominations. For anyone of the house of Israel or of the immigrants who stay in Israel, who separates himself from me, sets up his idols in his heart, puts right before his face the stumbling block of his iniquity, and then comes to the prophet to inquire of me for himself. I, the Lord, will be brought to answer him in my own person. I will set my face against that man and make him a sign and a proverb, and I will cut him off from among my people. So you will know that I am the Lord. But if the prophet has prevailed upon to speak a word, it is I, the Lord, who have prevailed upon that prophet. I will stretch out my hand against him and destroy him from among my people. They will beat the punishment of their bear the punishment excuse me they will bear the punishment of their iniquity and the iniquity of the inquirer is as the iniquity of the inquirer is so the iniquity of the prophet will be in order that the house of israel may no longer stray from me and no longer defile themselves with all their transgressions thus they will be my people and i shall be their god declares the lord god so as I was seeking the Lord, and actually it was a, it's a continuation. It's not really a true continuation, but you will see some, if you've listened to the previous episodes, and especially the, the last episode, there was much discussion from the Lord concerning the prophets and, and even the leaders, not just within the church, but within every area and facet of government and business, and family, and education. What was being accomplished 
it wasn't a solution. But yet they were bickering and arguing and fighting amongst themselves. And even the, the father of the boy, who yes, represents absolutely fathers, but also prophets and intercessors. There, were, there was a correction as a result of lack of faith. The issues, the problems were first brought to man, not to the Lord himself. So he asked the question in Ezekiel 13 and says, well, he doesn't really ask a question. He just says, he tells them plainly that there are, there are those who prophesy of their own inspiration. And I know it's easy for us to, to if you will, put the, when we hear the word prophet, to just attribute it to the church, to the body of Christ. But it's not only that. As it pertains to, if you will, how the Lord's perspective on it, we'll, we'll look at some, some present day things, right? Well, let's first start in our, our own house. What about parents? The parents not... Or are we not supposed to teach our children like what was said about Abraham, that he would teach his children about the Lord? Are we not supposed to do that and how to have a relationship with them? Are we not just teaching and training them, but we are declaring words. We're prophesying for their future over their life. We're raising up our children. What are we pouring into them? Is it the word of the Lord for their life? Or is it what we as parents desire to see in the life of our child? But does that line up with what the Lord's plan and destiny track is for the life of that child or your children? What about as it pertains to you could say business, government, or even media and arts. There are news anchors and analysts. What is each one attempting to do? Each one is declaring what, not just reporting what is happening or has happened, but there's also an assessment of what is likely to happen. What's inspiring them? Is it the Lord? Through his Holy Spirit? Or is it what they desire? Not Even if it's not nefarious. Even if it's not done with malicious intent. Is it what the Lord says? Or is it directing people towards what they desire the outcome to be? And it also applies to world leaders. Are the things they're saying coming from the Lord? Or are they attempting to direct how the world and the people move and live within there? Because if it's not from the Lord, that usually results in leading people into bondage, subjecting them to themselves. And yes, we also absolutely look at the church, the body and the bride of Christ. What about the religious leaders? There are so many words coming forth. Are they from the Lord? 
Or is it just for content creation in order to gather a following, to receive fame and fortune and all the things that the world desires? As opposed to kind of like with our, as a father to his children, or as what should be a leader, world or otherwise, towards those assigned to their care. Is it for their building up so they can move forward on the destiny track for their life as the Lord has determined? All these things matter. They matter immensely. Not just to us and for the leader themselves because it is weighty, but for the life of that individual. Even if it's a child, it's still our brother and sister in Christ. They must be treated accordingly. But also, what about for the future generations? Not just our children's children, but or not, not just our children, but our children's children. Every generation for themselves must grasp and grab hold of the Lord for themselves so tightly every moment of every day because in him is life. And without his life, what else is there? Destruction and iniquity and everything that would separate us from the Lord, that would, as the enemy attempts to do, steal, kill, and destroy. Let's think back in our own lives, your life for you. How many times has someone spoken a word to your life but yet, not even that it didn't come to pass, you or the outcome was far from expected. Even though you were standing on that word. That's why we must run everything, pass it by before the Lord. Whatever he says about it, that's what it is. Which is why it's, we say often in this ministry, hold it before the Lord. Ask him what his thoughts are concerning it. And if you don't know, ask him what to ask concerning it. Ask him where to go and what he wants you to say and do, how he wants you to say it and do it while you're there to do the thing that he's called you to say and do. It is so vitally important because then the outcome, the results are on the Lord. I can't stand on a word other than his. Only his words come to pass. His words are what is supposed to move us, not us telling the Lord what we would like or desire to see happen concerning an event, a situation, a circumstance, whether it's in our life or throughout multiple nations on the earth. What does the Lord say about it? Because that's the only word that we can stand on. And we're all called to get to that place, just like Jesus. You know, oftentimes we look at, uh, actually, let's go to 1 Samuel. There's something very specific about Samuel that many love to acknowledge. And it's in uh, 1 Samuel chapter 3. 
and we will look at, let's see. Um, we'll read verses 15 through 21. He says, as after the Lord had given Samuel a word concerning Israel and, and Eli and Eli's house. It says, so Samuel lay down until morning. Then he opened the doors of the house of the Lord, but Samuel was afraid to tell the vision to Eli. Then Eli called Samuel and said, Samuel, my son. And he said, here I am. And Samuel said, what is the word that he, referring to the Lord, spoke to you? Please do not hide it from me. May God do so to you and more if you hide anything from me of all the words that he spoke to you. So Samuel told him everything and hid nothing from him. And he, that's Eli, said, it is the Lord. Let him do what seems good to him. And then it talks about Samuel. It says, thus Samuel grew and the Lord was with him and let none of his words fail. All Israel from Dan, even to Beersheba, knew that Samuel was confirmed as a prophet of the Lord. And the Lord appeared again at Shiloh because the Lord revealed himself to Samuel at Shiloh by the word of the Lord. We often like to look concerning Samuel and desire this in our own lives, that none of our words fall to the ground. But we must understand it wasn't Samuel's words that, that would have fallen. Or I'll say it in this way. Samuel's words, if spoken out of the Lord, would have fallen. The only reason none of Samuel's words fell to the ground was because Samuel was so locked in with the Lord, grasping and holding on to him every moment of his life, walking in step with him, being led by the Lord. And it was the word of the Lord that was revealed, that Samuel spoke. And that is why none of Samuel's words fell to the ground. And we too can have the same thing. If we truly desire it. And the reason that none of his words again fell to the ground is also found in Proverbs 8. I'll read verses 4 through 9. Give me a second to get there. To you, O men, I call, and my voice is to the sons of men. O naive ones, understand prudence, and O fools, understand wisdom. Listen, for I will speak noble things, and the opening of my lips will reveal right things, for my mouth will utter truth, and wickedness is an abomination to my lips. All the utterances of my mouth are in righteousness. There is nothing crooked or perverted in them. They are all straightforward to him who understands and right to those who find knowledge. Just by this, the Lord is saying what his word is and what it does. What it accomplishes. And also notice it brings no sorrow to it. There is nothing that needs to be undone after the word of the Lord is not just spoken, but also we then operate in obedience or we obey the word of the Lord. 
This is the difference. It's not by what men's thoughts are or the world's thoughts. It's only by the ways and thoughts of the Lord. His ways are not our ways. They are much higher. And same with his thoughts. They are much higher than ours. So for us, we need to adhere to the word of the Lord. We need to apply it. If we're seeking an answer, what good is it to be taking counsel amongst ourselves? And you see this even with some of the more righteous kings. They ask the question, is there not a prophet of the Lord? Is there not someone who knows the Lord's voice, who hears him clearly and accurately, that can seek the Lord concerning the situation? And yes, those are examples in the scripture, but they still apply today. It's how everything should be run. Your family, for your family, for your household, your relationship with your spouse and your children, your business, whatever it is, education, and by all means, yes, government. Because when we truly examine what what has been going on in the world, does it sound like anything we just read in Proverbs? Does it sound like it's righteousness or does it sound like it's what we're experiencing has been from things that have teachings, lessons, declarations, utterances that are crooked and perverted? And are those not seeds that have been planted in the lives of those who hear them? Proverbs 8 is also talking about the Lord's wisdom. Again, what his words accomplish. And this is something that that the Lord keeps bringing up. It was in Micah 6, 8. He has told you, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you but to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God. Again, we should not be trying to dictate to the Lord what desired outcome we would like to see, what we would like to experience in a situation or circumstance. And just saying those things or praying those things and then saying, Lord, bless it. Make it, make it so. Make it happen. No. Our words are to be few because we're to be saying his words. He's in heaven and we're on earth. He's getting directly from the Father and disclosing it to us, what to say and do through his Holy Spirit. Is that what we're doing? Or have we followed the example stated in Isaiah 56, 10? where he says, his watchmen are blind. All of them know nothing. All of them are mute dogs, unable to bark, dreamers lying down who love to slumber. And this is verse 11. And the dogs are greedy. They are not satisfied. And they are shepherds who have no understanding. They have all turned to their own way, each one to his unjust gain, to the last one. All these individuals listed 
The Lord says, when after their own unjust gain. And if we do that, if that is the choice, or that's how you've been operating, you will find that it's caused your faith to be shipwrecked. Those individuals who have gone their own way, has caught, it has caused their faith to become shipwrecked and has led to their own or by their own doing. And ultimately, as we read in Ezekiel, it leads to our undoing, to the Lord setting him eventually, setting himself against us. And by that, it means he's turned us, he will turn us over to what we've gone after, those idols that have been in our heart, those things, the, the, whether that's greed for money or fame or whatever it is, to have followers, to, to have connections. will ultimately lead to destruction when sin reaches its fullness. So we have to ask ourselves, what's inspiring you? Is it anything other than the Lord? Have we examined ourselves before him? Have we allowed him to reveal those things to us that do not reflect the Lord, that do not reflect his nature, his character, and his attributes in our life? Allow him to reveal those things and let's scrape that dross off. Let's be refined. Let's become more like our Lord and Savior, the way he desires it to be. Because that ultimately will bring about the glory of the Lord through his church, his body, his bride, here on earth as it is in heaven. So we're going to pause there for this evening. I'd like to thank each and every one of you for joining us, for listening to this episode, and for choosing to move forward with the Lord by doing justice or doing righteousness and justice just like the Lord requires of us. Doing good and walking humbly with him. So I thank you and I look forward to joining you again next week. Love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful evening.